0: You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Lots to do on this Monday edition, locked and loaded. Plenty to keep us busy over the next hour before Golic and Wingo come your way. So uh, let's roll. Let's do it. The number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. Daily poll question up, running for today. Let's do the rundown. We got uh, what? 24 days until opening day. We have 13 now until Selection Sunday, which will have added significance for this show today as we unveil a big decision we've made for the show for the month of March, and we'll get to that in a little bit. We have 52 days until the NFL draft. Yesterday was supposed to be the day, at least that was the report, that Leon Rose was going to take over the Knicks. No official announcement on that yesterday. Now it seems like it could happen as as soon as today. We shall see. You would think sometime this week you'll get the official announcement, you'll get the introductory press conference, and I'll have some thoughts on that coming up. And as I said, we'll have an important, uh, or at least an exciting, I don't know if it's important. (laughs) Maybe we shouldn't overstep our our reach here. But it is an exciting show announcement, and I will need your input on it. So that's uh, why I'm bringing it up now. We're not uh, officially doing it as of yet, but it'll happen in the month of March. But let's start with the Yankees. Big day today, right? We have been able to run our days without an injury calendar all the way up to three. A robust number three. Wow. We had Friday. We had Saturday. We had Sunday. That's count them up. Three in a row. But whether that number gets to four, boy, that's a major question right now. Major question. Aaron Judge is set for further testing on just why he's dealing with the pain that he is in his shoulder. Aaron Boone said yesterday that Judge went for an MRI exam on Saturday, did not show anything. So he is set for more tests today. Now, according to uh, The Post, George King, longtime Yankee beat reporter, Boone was not really sure what type of tests Judge is going to undergo, whether it's going to be one of those, uh, what is it, die MRIs that seem to uh, show a little bit more detail. That's what eventually showed the issue for uh, Severino and the Tommy John and all that type of stuff. The concern that you would have, not just that Judge has not swung a bat here, really, and is still experiencing some level of discomfort in that shoulder, is that Boone also brought up that it's not just the shoulder. On Saturday, he mentioned that the pec is also an issue. And it wasn't just one time that he mentioned that, because he also brought it back up on Sunday, according to George King. So the good news, I guess, I don't know, how do you look at this? The good news is they've done all these tests and they haven't been able to find anything wrong with them. And you would think if it was something significantly wrong with them, you would do the test and you would find it right away. So the fact that they haven't found anything, I guess, could be viewed by some as good news. The bad news is they've done all these tests and they've not found anything because there is something going on. It doesn't seem like rest is taken care of. It doesn't seem like. The fact that he has not swung a bat is kind of taking care of it or judges said, you know, just give me another week and that the pain should be out of there. It's subsiding. Seems like there's something structurally wrong. And unfortunately, in this day and age, they're just going to keep doing tests until they find something. You just hope that whatever it does come back, like I guess if he goes through all these tests today and they don't find anything there, I don't know what the course of treatment is outside of just more rest. So we'll see what the results come back as. It feels like, as we brought up with Severino, you keep doing these tests and they're clean and they're clean and they're clean until they're not clean. So now the question to me is not whether or not he's going to miss some time in the regular season, but just how much time is he going to miss? And this is going to be the third season where you hope it's not significant. The last two years it has been significant. I mean he's been limited to around 100 games. That's a significant amount of time lost. And uh Aaron Judge is not one of these guys that you can do without. You need him in that lineup. He is by far their most important offensive player. And to me, this is still the biggest injury concern. Severino's news was devastating, but it kind of feel like I was kind of prepared for it by the fact that he came in and was complaining of of pain in his forearm and You've known, if you're a baseball fan, that type of thing pops up. You have to at least consider the fact that Tommy John surgery is a possibility. But Severino didn't pitch at all last year. And you would think, if you're able to win 103 games without him pitching basically at all, his importance level, while there, is not the most critical. Stanton didn't play at all last year, basically. We're able to do just fine without him, and you won without him, before he got here. Paxton, good pitcher, but I don't think... And important. You're hoping to get him back sooner rather than later. But I don't think he his injury rises to the level of importance of those other three. Judge is the Yankees' best offensive player. He's an elite defender in right field. He's the guy who's the face of the team. And the frustration of him missing time. And I think most people are thinking about this and not... Well, look, you don't want to panic because you don't have any news as of yet, right? Right. But I think most people look at this as, well, he's going to miss some time. But you know what? He played 100 games here the last couple. Of, what if it's more significant than that? What if it's something that requires surgery? I mean, the fact that you don't know, maybe I'm I'm spiraling here as a Yankee fan. And thinking, well, you know what, if he misses 100 games, he missed he missed 50 games or something like that last year. You were you were able to weather the storm as we brought up with Stanton. You have some possibilities that could certainly fill in there. If you think that Miguel Andujar is capable of playing in the outfield position as he's trying to learn it here on the fly. Or Topman, or, or Clint Frazier will open up an opportunity for him. So if you miss Aaron Judge for the first month of the season, maybe the Yankees will be able to survive. But what if it's longer than that? Just because he's missed 50 games the last couple of years doesn't mean that he's going to miss 50 games. doesn't mean necessarily he's going to miss any games as of yet because we don't know. But it certainly feels like it's getting – I feel like I'm getting prepared for the fact that when opening day rolls around and beyond that, not just opening day. Opening day is just one day. But it feels like for the first month of the season at least the Yankees are going to have to do without Aaron Judge. And that is not good news and you should be worried. No matter how this ends up turning out, it'll be great if we're in here tomorrow and they go through all these tests and it turns out nothing is structurally wrong. He's going to take another week or two and then he's going to be swinging the bat again. Doesn't feel like that's the way this is going to go. Doesn't feel like this is the way it's going to go. And Mister Eternal Optimist and Aaron Boone, who, who tried to make it seem like that Judge was feeling a little bit better and feeling a little bit more uh, energetic yesterday. Until they have a, a hard answer, and with the Yankees' history here, right? I mean, the amount of injuries they've had in the last couple of years, it doesn't feel like this is headed for good news. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. And speaking of rough weekends, I guess we have to touch on it, right? The Rangers, that roll certainly got stopped pretty quickly, right? They lose both games to the Flyers, and then the uh, the, the bad news on Friday night with Kreider going down with the fractured foot. I still have not seen a timeline. I guess they don't have one yet for just how long that he is going to be out. But boy oh boy, could momentum change any quicker than it has for the New York Rangers who have come back from being this afterthought. Not I don't even know if it was an afterthought. They weren't even there wasn't a time where it was a thought that they would be a playoff team this year. They got on this m- Unbelievable role. Shostakin comes up and basically wins every game, and is I mean making thirty-five saves a night. Zabenjad scoring a goal. It feels like in every single game. Kreider playing out of his mind. You have the tough decision of whether or not to to move Kreider before the deadline and continue to stockpile talent. They decide to keep him. Decide to re-sign him to this big long-term deal. And then he goes out and fractures his foot, just a devastating injury for them. They lose both games to the Flyers. Columbus won yesterday, so the Rangers now sit in four back of the Blue Jackets. Uh, The Islanders not exactly setting the world on fire, but I think the Islanders and Blue Jackets have the same amount of points, so they're four back of both those teams. Well, look, you knew the Rangers were going to cool off at some point, and like any team— that gets on one of these rolls to get back into contention. It's not about necessarily just how long you stay hot. You want to stay hot as long as you can. But when you cool off, how much do you cool off? Now, losing two games to the Flyers, there's no shame in that. But the fact that Shosturkin is still out for another week or so, right? And you're going to have to live with uh, playing a little shorthanded because Henrik Lundqvist played for the first time in a month yesterday, and it looked like it was even longer than that. So uh, we'll see how the Rangers, you know, that is going to be a major focus of our show. Obviously, Rick, Chris, and Dave are going to be focused on it uh, when they come your way uh, at 10 o'clock this morning. But uh, it was an interesting weekend, and unfortunately for the Rangers' playoff hopes, which seemed like it was starting to get to, like, the 50-50 range, right? Like, it seemed like a like a like kind of a crazy thought like a month ago, but then they got just so hot and were playing so well, and things seemed to be going in the right direction with so many guys playing well. But then first, the car accident a week ago on Sunday, and then the Kreider injury on Friday night. Boy, that momentum got uh, stopped pretty quickly, pretty quickly. All right, so then you have the Knicks. Do we have to have the Knicks? No, yes, we have to have the Knicks. (laughs) They're your Knicks. Unfortunately, they're my Knicks, too. But they tie into today's poll question. So Leon Rose is expected to take over the Knicks, I guess, sometime soon. It could be as early as today, right? I I guess that's the possibility. And I should mention Jeff Van Gundy going to be on with Golik and Wingo. Check the time on that, Brian. I think it's in the 9 o'clock hour this morning, so he's always a good guest, but uh, maybe there'll be some questions about Leon Rose for him there. But the Post reported over the weekend that Rose, when he does eventually take over, that he would have interest in bringing back Carmelo Anthony, Next season. So that's our poll question for today. What do you like? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Thumbs up? Thumbs down. Which is it? Poll questions up on Twitter. At Gordon Damer. I got a lot of things to get on my chest today. A lot of things. one 800 espn one 800 is the phone number. So we open with the uh, judge news that he has set for more tests today. And it feels re- very reminiscent right now of Severino. Now you're hoping it's not going to be, you would think, to the level of Severino where it comes back and he's out for the year. But, you know, I think it, people are, are, are bracing themselves for the fact that he'll miss time and the fact that he's missed, you know, roughly 50 games over the last couple of years that, that that's where the mind goes, right? Oh, here he goes. He's going to play in another 100 games this year. Well, I mean, it, the fact you don't know what it is and they've been looking for something and they still can't find it, it's possible it's longer than that. So no, that is not good news. And again, that might be me as a Yankee fan, you know, kind of spiraling out of control because of the bad news after bad news after bad news. But Aaron Judge is no question to me, the most significant offensive player on the team. I guess you would say Cole is a more important piece because he's starting every fifth day. He's going to lead the rotation. And now with Paxton and Severino out, if he were ever to go down, I guess it would feel a whole lot worse than that. But... To me, Aaron Judge is by far the most significant offensive player, and it's not just that he's an offensive player. He's an elite defender in right field. He's the face of the team. He's the leader of the team. He's probably going to be the captain of the team pretty pretty soon before too long. So that one, to me, is uh, is something I'm obviously going to be keeping an eye on all day. And then we have our poll question, which is up for today. It's on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer, Hoping to do some good numbers today. If Brian remembers to retweet. you got to retweet that, man, like throughout the morning, buddy killing me with these numbers. But uh, it is about Leon Rose. Leon Rose set to uh, take over as Knicks president here before. It's amazing. They they got the guy. I guess it's just as well they they identified him and and agreed to a deal with him. Could you imagine how long this would be taking if they didn't do that right away? Because it's been a month. They got rid of Steve Mills. I think it was either February 3rd or February 4th. And it was within 24 – remember, it was like 24 hours. It was like, well, do they go after Masai Ujiri? And then the next 24 hours, nope, they're not going after him because Leon Rose is going to be the guy. I think
1: it was 48 hours. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. It was like two days. So let's put it at February 6th. And here we are on March 2nd, and the guy has still not officially taken over. Now, there's not that – you know trade deadline's passed. The draft is a while away. So there's not really much he could do, but you'd like to think that – Let's get let's get moving here, right? You you rushed into getting Leon Rose. Maybe he can you know kind of rush into taking the job over. So there was a report in the New York Post. Mark Berman had it that he has interest in bringing back Carmelo Anthony next season. How would you feel about that move? You can vote on the poll question. Only two options: either bring him back, or you can't be serious. And that actually ties into what our announcement is. That announcement is. For, we do these poll questions every single day, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes the, the amount of time I am spending trying to come up with whatever the zeitgeist is that single day of a poll question, it feels like it's a bit too much. I'm, I'm spending too much time trying to figure out what this poll question is rather than focusing more on the show. So to make it a little bit easier on me and with the NCAA tournament, March Madness, it's, it's a time of brackets. So every show comes up with some wacky bracket. And I don't care what the the best candy bar is. I don't care what uh, this favorite thing is or that favorite thing is. But there is one topic that every time we do it, and we do it on Saturdays with NetPix and Chill, we're always trying to find movies, something that is going to interest you. So when we did the the topic uh, last week about the movies that traumatize you, there was good interest on that. It kind of is a good crossover with our audience and sports fans in general. So – We are going to come up with, and I'm in the process of doing this now, and I need your help, of coming up with a bracket for the month of March where we will tie it into our poll question every single day for the most rewatchable movie of all time. 64 teams or 64 movies, four categories. The categories will be drama, action, comedy, and wild card. And I've started to compile the list. But you know what? My rewatchable movies are different than your rewatchable movies. And we're trying to find what the, the most wa- the most rewatchable movie is of all time. So if you have a suggestion, and not the most obvious suggestions, obviously Goodfellas is going to be part of it. is going to be part. Die Hard's going to. Shawshank's going to be. We're going to try to find the 64 best. But it's not about finding those number ones and twos and three seeds. Those are pretty well defined. It's about finding those eight and nine seeds. That's where we're going to need your help. So you can tweet us, obviously, at Twitter, on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. You can DM me, you can message me, whatever you want to do. But we will be unveiling our bracket. I think selection Sunday is the 15th, so we got 13 days to put this together. And let's be honest, the popularity of the NCAA tournament is based on, well, I guess if you had to come up with a list, it would be three things. A, gambling. We love gambling. You put $10 on something, it's going to be automatically more fascinating than if you didn't put $10 on it. And there's no better evidence of that than the NCAA tournament. Now, some of you are putting more than $10 in on an office pool. But $10 on an office pool will take it from a level where you're not paying attention at all, which most people are not for most of the year. And then all of a sudden, March, boy, you are living and dying with every three. So gambling is the number one thing. But the second part of it is it's, brackets are just fun. You could put anything into brackets, and it infinitely makes it more interesting. Lists are good. Brackets are better. And then if you had to list the third thing that people like about the NCAA tournament, maybe that would be college basketball. So you have brackets on anything and everything, and we're going to do the um, the most rewatchable movie. So if you have some suggestions, please, you can um, tweet us at Gordon Damer. With your uh, with your suggestions, because, Brian, you had a suggestion about what was it? Harry Potter.
1: Harry Potter is one. Harry Potter. I feel like it's always on.
0: Okay, see, that would not be something. (laughs) The test is you're home at night. Right. You're you're making the, the trip through the channels and you got two options and whatever the two options will be in that daily poll question. And we'll have several of them a day because obviously we've got to narrow this all down. So Harry Potter, to me, would not be one of them. But that's a good thing. See, I would not have put Harry Potter on the list. I don't I know feel like they would on, be.
1: I feel like it's on every single holiday. Mm. There's like on ABC or on USA. It's always on.
0: Yeah, see, and that's the thing. You, I mean, these movies, they have to – it's like a, a, the best ability is availability. You have to have these movies that are on the TNTs or uh, the USAs or Comedy Central. They're always con- – kind. HBO is constantly replaying them. So that's one of the things. And we'll we'll get uh, we'll get a pretty good list together. And I bring that up before I bring up the poll question, because we're talking about movies you've seen before. It kind of ties into the poll question for today, which is about uh, Carmelo Anthony. Would you have any interest in bringing back Carmelo Anthony if you're a Nick fan? I'm sure non-Nick fans would have tons of the verified Nick haters. Where are they?
2: You are a verified Knicks hater. They
0: are dying for this news. They are desperate for this news. Nothing would make them have verified Knicks hater. There would be nothing that the verified Knicks haters like better than to have the Knicks as a punchline. And a lot of times, well, I'll say this, sometimes it's unfair. But sometimes it's their own doing. So if I had a vote in today's poll question of how I would feel about bringing back Carmelo Anthony, I would say simply, you can't be serious. Take a look at where the Knicks are. And Leon Rose, whenever he does take over, I brought this up on Saturday, there are some silver linings. A, the biggest one is, how can it be any worse? They won 17 games last year. They're going to win slightly more than that this year. There's not a single piece on the roster that you could say, okay, we got that. I like R.J. Barrett, but the jury's completely still out on him. He's a rookie player getting through his rookie year who has got a lot of things to improve on, and you hope that he will be able to do that. Although, history's not exactly on his side. Because all the pieces that were on the roster before this year that you came in having questions about It doesn't feel like any of those pieces have taken any positive step forward at at all. I think the next piece on the roster where you would have excitement about would be Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson is exactly the same player now as he was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, he's got some nice ability, shot blocking, rebounding, finishing around the rim, putbacks. Okay, great. Outside of that, what step forward has he taken? And that's not even mentioning the guys who it feels like have taken major step backs, including Kevin Knox. Frank Akina, he'll have a good game here once in a while where he's aggressive on offense. Those games are few and far between. Alonzo Trier couldn't play at a stretch for most of the season. Couldn't even get on the floor for a team that is going to finish with one of the worst records in the NBA. Damian Dotson now finding himself in the same position. So there's not any pieces on this roster where you'd say, okay, well, you know what? At least he's got this coming in. It's 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 ground zero, man. It, it's right at the rip down of the studs. So it's got to get better, you think. And think of the list of things that Leon Rose does have to focus on. He's got to find a GM. He's got to find a coach. He's got all these draft picks and what to do with them. He's got to find what free agent, if any, is willing to take the Knicks' money and for the one of the first conversations to be had about the possibility of bringing back Carmelo Anthony, if that's one of the things that's on the the list to to do, the to-do list, and it's high up on the to-do list so much so that it's getting reported as a possibility, boy, that doesn't make me feel good for the direction of the team moving forward. I've been down that road before. I know how that movie turns out. I don't need to see that movie again. one eight hundred nine one nine 919 espn one 800 Let's squeeze some calls in here before the break. Mike in Staten Island. Mike, my man, what's going
2: on? Hey, what's up, Gordon? How are you? I'm good, man. What's going on? Uh, I wanted to talk about Judge, but the movie thing, it's got me intrigued, too. Um Got a few to list. What about
0: Donnie Brasco, Scarface? Donnie Brasco, Donnie Brasco. To me, Donnie Brasco is one of the ones. It's higher seed than uh, than Scarface. Scarface to me is—I don't know. It, it seems almost uh, comic bookish. It's—it's it, not—it's uh, not a great rewatch to me. Um, but uh, Donnie Brasco, absolutely. But Scarface probably is going to be on the list. We'll have to. It's going to be all about the seating process. And if anything goes wrong, I will blame the NCAA committee, even though they have nothing to do with
2: it. <laughs> It's just some too many quotes in those movies. Oh yeah, absolutely. So what's no, the but, judge point? At the judge point, I think it's going to be much more significant time than um, than even last two years, and that's pretty alarming. And I just think even if he comes back, his power might be zapped for the whole year. And that's a, that's a tough hit. So I agree with you that that's the most significant injury that we have going on.
0: Yeah, no, I mean it's scary right now. I mean, you know, the fact that they've done all these tests, and they can't find it. I mean, I guess as part of you. Like, if this were the first injury, right? Like, if if Severino were healthy and last year didn't happen, and and Stanton was okay and Paxton was okay, maybe you would have a little bit more optimism. But the fact that they've done all these tests, that he's missed this time in the past, that he's been complaining about this now for apparently a while, and they haven't been able to find anything, they're gonna find something eventually. I can only imagine. Like, if, if do you ever wonder, like, if you had three days of tests? the things that they would find. I'm a, I'm a hypochondriac as it is three days of tests. I could only imagine what they would find. <laughs> a lot of things in my head. Sal is in Aberdeen. Sal, what's going on?
2: Hey, what's up, Gordon? Uh, quickly on the, uh, comedy category, I'd put like, uh, my cousin, Vinny, uh, my vacation. Cousin Vinny, sure. Of course. Vacation. That's one, that's one Step I do not brothers?
0: currently have on the list. I'll have to throw it on there.
2: Step brothers is great. Step brothers. All right. John C. Riley and Will Farrell. Yep. Uh, On the sports real quick, Uh, did you see the goring ceremony?
0: Oh, well, for Butch Goring, yeah. You said goring. I thought somebody got gored by a bull there. Yes, yes, I did see the goring ceremony. Yeah,
2: Alan did a great job. You know, I I grew up with with that team. I was in my mid-20s, the same age as those guys, and I met a lot of them. And hockey players are great. They're just so genuine. Uh, I worked in a toy store when I was 25. Assistant manager, John Tonelli, lived up in the area in Syosset, where the store was. Mm-hmm. Came in one night about 11 o'clock, 1130. He says, can you do me a favor? Can you, you know, when you close the store, can I come in and do some shopping? And I was like, you know, I said, yeah, sure, John, come on in. Walked around, talked sports with him. Really genuine, nice guy. I'm looking at the ring. It was the 81 ring he had with them. And he goes, you like that, don't you? I said, yeah. I said, you guys did a great job. He goes, you want to try it on while we're in the store? I almost fainted. I said, Yeah, John, that'd be great. Yeah. I was working around with John Tonelli talking sports and uh, had a Stanley Cup ring on, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, hockey players, too, uh, are in general, I think everybody would kind of agree that it, just the, the average hockey guy, they're always good guys. They're never, I mean, and most, I, I, you know, you kind of hate to say that and, and kind of paint anybody with a broad brush, but like most athletes, if you get them in the right situation, they're generally good guys. Uh, but hockey people, yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 ridiculous how much so that they're they're just regular down to earth guys. And that's uh, good. It, it's good. Anytime you can have like um, you can have that experience where the guy's not a jerk and not not just not a jerk, but like super nice as well. So, uh, yeah, no, this, uh, that's uh, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. 1-800-919-ESPN, one 800 Coming up, we'll get more into the uh, poll question for today about the Knicks and Carmelo Anthony. I can't believe that I'm actually saying that. When I first saw that, I thought it was like from the Onion. But no, it's not. It's, it's from the New York Post. It's like an actual thing. And at least according to the – it's not – it's certainly not going to hit the 90 percentile today. I can tell you that right now. There's at least 31% of people, almost 32, walking among us who are saying, yeah, sure. Bring back Mello. Why not? Unbelievable. So we'll get more into the poll question, more movie suggestions if you got those, more into Aaron Judge. We'll see if we can get through the entire show without anybody getting hurt. And, you know, it's funny. Maybe it's because I'm a Yankee fan that I feel like they get judged unfairly. But there was something written. In the Daily News this weekend, that perfectly exemplifies that, and how the Yankees are the. And this has come up a couple of times, and it has to do with Garrett Cole and the Astros.
1: Giannis riding on Biombo spins to the
0: rim and a right hand jam and a foul. Oh my goodness! Spectacular play by Giannis, a 360 pirouette. Right on the head of Bismack Biombo. The crowd is buzzing. So the Bucs win again yesterday. Now 52 and 8, right? 52 and 8. I saw that their point differential, their scoring differential is like almost 800 points this season, which is the highest for any team in NBA history after 60 games. They have now won twenty of twenty-two. Giannis had a nice little cool forty-one and twenty rebound effort. Now it was not all good news because that that game they uh, finished what was it with ninety-three points? I think it was that snapped a streak of eighty-three straight games of scoring at least a hundred. So the Bucks continue to roll along. And uh, one other thing, NBA related, not uh, associated with the poll question. You know, it's funny that. The impact that Christos Porzingis and his performances still have on the Knicks fan base. And you would have to say with the verified Nick haters as well. When Porzingis has stretches where he does not do too much, where he has quiet games in a row or has uh, injury things where he's sitting out for whatever reason, the delusional diehard Nick fan, which I know is redundant, but still, the delusional diehard Nick fan. Well, aha! See?! See? As if that somehow justifies, not the trading of Porzingis, but somehow justifies what they got back for him, which was next to nothing. And while that goes on, the verified Nick haters will say nothing. They won't go near Porzingis. Safe to say, though, the delusional diehard Nick fan, I know redundant, but again, they don't really have much to say about Porzingis lately. Yesterday, 38-13, six three-pointers, five blocks, four assists, one steal. He's the only player in NBA history with 35 points, 35 or more points, 10 or more boards, five or more blocks, five threes in a game. He's now done it twice. And, you know, there's a lot that is unknowable about the Knicks and the Porzingis divorce. What's not unknowable, the Knicks got taken to the cleaners on that trade. And a part of the reason why they're at where they are is not only because they could not make it work with him, and I'm sure he deserves some of the blame there, at least it seems like that, but they did not get anything close to market value when they traded him away. Another thing, by the way, Wendy's all-new Frosty Chino, I've not done this yet, Brian, I blame you, is a coffee game-changer. Real cold brew with their famous Frosty mix, available all day and only half the calories, Of the Starbucks vanilla Frappuccino. Text Wendy's to 44202 for your chance to win a Wendy's gift card and try the new Frosty Chino on us brought to you by Wendy's. You up for this? All right. So you know what I am up for? I noticed this uh, over the weekend. And, you know, this pops up from time to time. And the reason it popped up, I saw over the weekend, Bob Raceman, the media critic, Daily News, had a blurb about how Garrett Cole... Pitching with the Yankees this year and the questions about the Astros cheating. He doesn't he didn't see anything with the Astros and he seems like such a smart guy. And uh, Bob, who is not I mean, he's not trying to be impartial. I don't think he's he's ever made that claim that, you know, yes, on their broadcasts are going to have to address this. Well, I think that Cole has kind of answered those questions and whether or not you believe his answer or not. He has given you his answer. He did not see anything. He wasn't there in 2017. And oh, yeah, by the way, he's a pitcher, not a hitter. But if, if, if people think that he should still answer these questions, uh, I don't know really what they would expect to get. Right. Like asked and answered. But it's funny. Bob, who, again, doesn't make any claims of being impartial, never brings up the fact. That SNY needs to question two members of the Mets team who were on the Astros in 2017 and are Major League Baseball hitters. One would be J.D. Davis, who was on the team last year. Now, he did not play much on the 2017 Astros. I think he was in for 24, 25 games. But he was part of the team. Garrett Cole was not on the team. Literally not on the team in 2017. The other would be even more significant, and that would be Jake Marisnik. Jake Marisnik is now going into his eighth season. He will be on the Mets this year. And why I bring up Jake Marisnik, because he did play on the 2017 Astros, played in 106 games, so certainly would have seen and knew about what was going on. And he has answered some of the questions. He had that little teary press conference when he first got here. But Coles answered the questions, and nobody said, I mean, at least according to Bob, and other people, well, you know, he's going to answer, have to answer these questions. He, he's, he has answered the questions. But Marisnik is interesting because, you know— This, as I said, is going to be his eighth season. And what's weird is, is that he's only had one season where he was not a below average offensive player. Gee, I wonder what year that was. Well, let's see. I got the baseball reference up here. Uh, 2013, no. 2014, no. 2015, no. Had an OPS plus of 84. 2016, ooh, dropped down to an OPS plus of uh, 62. Oh, look at that. 2017. 243 average, 319 on base, a slugging of almost 500. Wow, that's really an outlier from all the other seasons. The season before, his slugging was 333. The season after, his slugging dropped 100 points. Gee, I wonder what was going on in 2017 that took him from below average offensively in every single year to an OPS plus of almost 120. So if you have any questions for anybody in the New York market about the ongoing Astros story, it would not be Garrett Cole, who again, small little detail, was not on the team in 2017. But for Jake Marisnik, who was and was a hitter and who clearly, putting the pieces together, you'd have to say, clearly benefited as a result of the cheating. one 800 espn one 800 Let's go to uh, Lewis's and Whitney Lewis, what's going on, my man? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good, man. What's up? Hey, listen, uh... Uh, as, a, as a non-verified Nick hater, yeah.
1: I would definitely love to see Carmelo Anthony back with a Nick. Oh, my God. You
0: know, oh, my God. I mean, Why? What, what possibly? <laughs> I mean, what possibly? Like, you're, look, you're, if you, if they go into the offseason and they do what they have to do and they get this guy and they get this peck, and they draft this guy, and all of a sudden they have some money left over, Melo doesn't have a team and he's willing to sign for the minimum, and you bring him back as like a farewell tour, all right, I guess. But to be yes. having any level of focus, any at all on that at this point is lunacy. Oh my God.
1: Listen, you're already, obviously from what you just said right now, you're an amazing uh, host, but having Mello on the team will give you even more things to talk about. But listen, that's not the reason I called in. Um, I think it's about time the Yankees just um, either try to trade Judge away. Well, actually that would be the best thing for them to do. Trade him away. It's, injury pro man. You know that. Three years in a row. They don't know what's wrong with him. Just just cut your losses and, and uh, try to get something for the guy. Uh, Listen, uh, if he if he if he turns out to be great somewhere else, yeah. Just like the same thing. Like the Yankees right. end up actually being right. on the right side of this type mm-hmm. of trade. Yeah. If they end up being on the wrong side, uh, you know it's once in once in a lifetime. Yeah. And uh real quick so uh, just, man, just
0: to be clear, Lewis, you, you, okay. the phone call that you've made that has lasted, I don't know, what, a minute and a half, you have uh, you have uh, been pushing for Carmelo Anthony back and Aaron Judge <laughs> traded. Just so I'm clear. No, I mean. Well, saying, what, I just... mean, is that not what you said? Bring back Carmelo Anthony and trade away Aaron Judge. <laughs> no, What's you that? don't get a third. You don't get a third point. When those are the first two points, the first two points, your two headliners are bring back Carmelo and get rid of Aaron Judge. Uh, no, that's not. I mean. It's Monday. It's Monday. That's what we got on a Monday. Maybe we should start this uh, the, the movie thing now. Maybe we just don't have uh, Lewis is out of his mind. I think it's almost like he's trying to compete with Omar in Brooklyn. Well, in case you're just getting, just getting rolling on this Monday morning, what you need to know, well, the, the headline today is that Aaron Judge is undergoing more testing. Now, the real headline, at least right now, at this point, 549 on a Monday we have been able to push our Yankees days without an injury counter all the way up to three. Yes, we've made three. We got Friday, we then did Saturday, and then we did Sunday. Boom, boom, boom. How you like me now? Now, whether or not we're able to push it up to four, all right, Freddie, thank you, but uh, unless uh, – Pushing it up to four is going to be very difficult. Let me put it that way as I stumble all over myself because now they have Judge undergoing further tests. You'd have to think more evasive tests, right? Like you you did the, the routine test, which at this point with the Yankees, these MRIs, they should be getting like a Groupon for them or something. I mean they at least make some money on this deal. The MRI machine should be sponsored at this point. Whatever happened to the guy that used to do the hair stuff? What was the guy's name again? Oh, geez. I can't remember his name. He used to be on every commercial break on uh, Yankee games. I can't think. It'll come to me after the show is over, but they have certain commercials that are just, you know, constant. Maybe the, maybe the, um, the flashlight, the military flashlight people should sponsor the Yankees MRI machine. Somebody should be sponsoring that thing because that thing is going to get so many mentions. They should actually bring out the MRI machine when they have opening day. (laughs) And now introducing the – and it's just just sitting out in Monument Park. You just look at the MRI machine. Everybody can cheer and wave and say hello. Get your picture taken next to them. Hey, forget about meeting at the bat. Meet at the MRI machine. So you have that with Aaron Judge. Then you have our poll question, which is up for today. It's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. It seems like Leon Rose is set to take over the Knicks as a team president. An announcement could come as soon as today. Could come any minute. We have no idea. But it could come as soon as today. And there was a report from the New York Post over the weekend that among the things that Leon Rose would be interested in is bringing back Carmelo Anthony. That sound was me hitting my forehead. Because you want to be on board. You want to think that this is finally a blank slate and that this is the time that the Knicks will finally get it right. And who knows? Maybe this is just a report. Maybe it's not true. Maybe it has no validity whatsoever. But considering where the Knicks are at, which is what? Ground zero? below. What's below ground zero? Is there something below rock bottom? If there is... That's where the Knicks are. Terrible record, wasted season, a roster that is one of the worst in the NBA. Don't know who the coach is going to be. Don't know who the GM is going to be. Clearly need to develop some sort of talent evaluation system, talent development system, and that one of the first things being mentioned is the possibility of bringing back Carmelo Anthony. It seems like a movie I have seen before and would not be one I would watch again. But that's the poll question. It's up for today. It's on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. One other thing before we go back to the phones that got some attention this weekend was Tom Brady showing up with uh, Julian Edelman at the uh, Syracuse game over the weekend. And people all in a (laughs) – Tom Brady. And one of the reasons why they got all in a tizzy (laughs) – (laughs) They got the vapors. They got the vapors going on because of Tom Brady. Was that Julian Edelman was saying to the camera, he's coming back. He's coming back, meaning back to the Patriots. And Brady seemed to uh, shake his head no and say it's not going to happen. And again, it feels like negotiations that are going on. Who knows? I I don't know where he's going to end up. I know the report last week was he's definitely not going to be back. We'll We'll find out. I mean, can we stop acting like a bunch of 12-year-old girls over this thing? I mean, it's like every – it's not even actual information. Every, oh, oh, he's not coming back. Well, you know what? When you make your announcement, make your announcement. I know it's fascinating. It's interesting to think about him with other places. And as I brought up on Saturday, you know, Brady has this reputation of he's a killer, right? He, his His will to win – is second to none. It's a Kobe level. It's a, it's a Jordan level. He wants to beat you, not just at football, at any competition, at any time. So I don't know what the real situation is, if there's a possibility of him going back to New England, whether or not the Patriots don't want to bring him back at any price whatsoever. But if they do, if they are, if this is a negotiation, and it's about getting him at a certain price, it's pretty clear at this point Tom Brady's best situation, if he is all about winning, if he is about wanting to kill you and beat you and do all those things, his best situation is still in New England. It's not with the Titans. It's not with the Raiders. It's not with whoever else they're going to mention. It's still with the Patriots. So when it does happen, I'm sure Tom will announce it on his TikTok channel or his Facebook Live page or whatever. It's funny to me. People were like, well, you know, he was a FaceTiming with um, with Mike Vrabel. You show me how you can tell for sure that's Mike Vrabel. Well, it wasn't Bill Belichick. Yeah, no, he really Bill Belichick was not spending his time in the office at any time. FaceTiming people. He was too busy with his Instagram live stories. Uh, let's squeeze in some more calls. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Let's go to Rob in Staten Island. Rob, what's going on, man?
2: Hey, what's up, buddy? What's up? Yeah, I just want to talk about the Knicks, Carmelo yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Possibly uh, going to the Knicks. Right. Um, when was the last time we made it to the playoffs? About 20 years, right?
0: No, they made it, what was that, uh, 16? 16? I, no, no, wait okay. a second, 15. It was, it was uh, five years ago now.
2: Okay. The 54-win uh, season. Uh, and I mean, it much, feels
0: like it was 20 years ago, but it was not.
2: And we haven't been relevant, right? No. And if we just get some kind of a scorer, because we don't even have a potential scorer, we don't have a guy that even scores Pablo 25, Anthony's 30 Anthony's going to be
0: 36 years old next year.
2: I mean, but the positivity of just we having a score, just having 10, 10 wins extra, what's the big deal about having this guy what back? The, Rob, we don't have nothing Rob, going. But I just got to say you, one you're, thing.
0: Talking about, you're talking about what color you're going to paint the kitchen. You don't have walls. You don't have a roof. You don't have but a we don't foundation. Have a cu- we don't even you have, have a culture.
2: Nothing. We don't have a culture. Oh, God, enough to the culture. Win. that builds
0: the culture. Oh, my God, the culture. I have to hear about the You know, it's funny. Last year, I heard all about the Nets culture. Where's that Nets culture at when they're giving up 150 points to the Hawks on Friday night? 2013 was the year, the last year the Knicks were, uh, were good. That was the last year they were in the playoffs. That was the 54-win season. So, yeah, it's been a while. But, you know, they had Carmelo Anthony after that. And they didn't make the playoffs in any of those years either. So, the idea... That that would be the focus from where you're at right now. Where? What planet am I living? Up? Am I taking crazy pills? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Do I have Corona? I might have Corona. Talking about things that are getting completely overblown. Oh, my God. Two people died in the entire country. Every news. Oh, my God. Nobody knows what the right course of action is, but apparently the first thing you need to do is panic. Oh, my goodness. Carmelo Anthony back to the Knicks. What world do I – and Knicks fans can't figure out why they're the butt of the joke. They can't figure that out. Yeah, bring back 36-year-old Carmelo Anthony. That's the road to respectability completely. (sighs) That's going to do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 a.m. Please vote on the poll question. If you have rewatchable movie suggestions, you can tweet me at Gordon Damer. We'll see you tomorrow at 5. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.